This week, we saw a failed recall effort, new legislation passed in Texas, and 18 members forced to resign. You're listening to Politics Politics, and this is the week of 9 12 2021. Hello everyone, I hope you've been having a nice couple of weeks. Baseball season's over, so I got some time to work on my episode, and it's going to be the first time in a long time since I've released an episode on a Sunday. But let us begin. Abortion is the term for when you end your pregnancy, and it could be due to many reasons. It could be because of the inability to provide care for the child due to financial reasons, health reasons, marriage or relationship issues, or any other reason that you just want to keep private and you don't have to tell everyone. And it's not an easy choice to just have an abortion. It's not like people find it fun to have an abortion. It takes a lot of time and thought, and that's just a point that I just want to point out before I start because it seems like many people can't understand that. Abortion isn't this new thing either. It wasn't. It didn't just show up in like the 21st century. Abortions were happening in 1550, before Common Era, so it's been around for over 3,500 years, and it wasn't really an issue back then. Abortion really became a politically associated issue back in the 19th century, when the government started saying how the original European race that had settled in America was being killed, and that soon the population would be filled with immigrants. The reasons that motivate anti-abortionists to this day have drastically changed. And starting in the late 1890s and continuing on until pretty much the mid-1960s, states had started passing anti-abortion laws. For example, in 1896, Chicago made it so that women couldn't own tools used in abortions, and this continued. However, all of this changed in 1973, the year the Supreme Court took in for the second time the Roe versus Wade case, a case that's motive was to legalize abortions across the country and respect women's privacy and their own choice to have an abortion. The Supreme Court agreed in a 7-2 vote, and all over the country, abortion laws were changed and abortion was legalized. In 2003, President Bush, he did try to make abortion legal again, but that completely backfired. And now, there is a particular state that we're going to talk about today, and that's Texas. Texas has created this new law that has made it so that it's illegal to have an abortion after six six weeks of pregnancy. Now, you don't even know if you're pregnant yet at six weeks. You usually find out that you're pregnant at about 12 to 16 weeks of pregnancy, which is so much more than six. There were court battles to try to get this bill stopped, and they all failed. Even the Supreme Court, they just refused to step in. Now, this bill has forced some abortion clinics to shut down, and overall, it's really just inspired some states to try to make similar anti-abortion laws. You'd think going back you think going back against the word of the Supreme Court and the constitutions which conservatives or Republicans are so dedicated to following would be enough. They're always talking about like freedom of speech, freedom of choice, freedom of body, but then all of a sudden they hate the constitution when they don't have to deal with it. And so they're in some sort of mass competition to see how much attention they can attract to themselves um, while they're trying to make their own anti-abortion laws. The weirdest part 
Texas's government, they put it into law that they won't, they will not enforce this. So Governor Abbott, the person who signed this bill, he's made it illegal so that him and any other governmental branch in Texas, they can't even enforce this. They've made it so that the citizens of Texas have to enforce this. Oh, I mean, they don't have to, but they can enforce this. And they can pretty much legally snoop into other people's business and sue the people who aid the woman seeking an abortion for, and I quote, not less than $10,000. This was done to avoid lawsuits aimed at Texas so the government won't have to deal with this, but the Department of Justice, they found a loophole. This week, the Department of Justice, they announced they were gonna sue Texas over this anti-abortion bill, and they didn't aim at suing Texas's government, they aimed at suing Texas, as in the entire state of Texas, making sure that the people of Texas, who are the only people who are allowed to enforce this bill, can't do that. While suing the entire state of Texas, it doesn't make this any easier. It's a much more approachable way to go. And it's also a way to overall sue Texas because they, the government of Texas isn't enforcing the law, which, you, as I said before, it makes it much harder to sue them. This is all going to take time. But in the meanwhile, uh, just think about how ironic this is. People in South Dakota and Arkansas, these are all conservative states, South Dakota and Arkansas, they've said they might introduce similar laws. And yet, at the same time, they say, my body, my choice, when it comes to something as simple as taking the vaccine, which also saves lives. But they respect our medical privacy whenever they're asked if they're vaccinated. But all of this changes when it comes to abortion. They don't respect anyone's medical privacy when it comes to abortion. As I said in the beginning, it's not like people just want to randomly abort their child. It's much more complicated than that. And in some situations, they might not even have a choice. But history has shown us that no matter what, there will always be people who just refuse to understand. There will always be oppositions to things. And here we are. This week, Biden made the announcement that 18 Trump-appointed members of various military-related service academies have to decide whether they should leave their job willingly or get fired. Now, it's not unusual to see a president who is still easing his way into office asking for people who were appointed under the previous president to leave their job. Because if they don't have the same goals or, you know, the certain political ideology that the current party wants to see, of course it's going to be a smarter idea to replace them with someone who has the same political ideology or shares your goals so you can accomplish your goals quicker. And not to mention, some of these out of the 18 are constantly attacking Biden. And uh, the most prominent out of these 18 are Kellyanne Conway and Sean Spicer. Kellyanne Conway's probably the most well-known out of these 18. She was the senior counselor to President Trump, which basically means she was Trump's lead advisor. And Sean Spicer, he was the White House press secretary for some time, so... So basically, he got to tell the nation news that the administration had or any announcements that he wanted to share with the country and also answer the questions that the media had for him. These are the two most well-known figures amongst the 18, and they've been told to quit their job or get fired. Some have resisted. Um, Kellyanne Conway responded with a statement saying, I won't resign, President, but you should. And she also said that the... 
And she also said that the only reason Biden is doing this is to distract the news from all the criticism coming. It's a weird claim, but, you know, let's just move on. Um, the White House director of budget um, simply said, no, it's a three-year term. And Sean Spicer claimed it was against the law to do so, which it isn't. There are lawsuits being filed against Biden, but in the end of the day, it's, it's just a show. As Biden said, refuse to resign. It's fine. You'll get fired either way. And that was pretty much it for this week. But I still have one more weekly roundup. And that is, it's official, folks. Gavin Newsom, he will stay in office. The recall, it has failed and why it was a loss. It could just show you how much you could do. A former sheriff, he managed to motivate millions of people to get to the point where there were enough ballots for a recall to even happen in a state as big as California. It's amazing, you know? Overall, um, if Larry Elder, uh, a conservative talk show, hadn't entered, Newsom, he, he might have actually been out of office. But once Larry Elder entered the race, he got a lot of political attack power because he got to say, like, Elder would just bring in a bunch of Trump and Republican beliefs and, you know, just change California as we know it. But overall, kudos to both sides. I, I didn't expect the recall to succeed, let alone to them even have a chance of taking Newsom out of office. I'm surprised. It just, if you ever feel demotivated, look back to retired sheriff guy. Millions of people, folks, millions of people. But either way, that was pretty much it for this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to join our mailing list. All you need to do send an email to politicspolitics2020 at gmail.com. That email is located on my website. You could also rate us on Apple Podcasts. That would be a great way of helping this podcast get bigger and just give me feedback. Also, feel free to spread the word. Thank you for listening to Politics Politics, and this was the week of 9-12-2021.